everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It is going well. I have just been knee-deep, not really, uh, in resin all day, just playing mm-hmm. with my resin, making fun, exciting things. I'm going to be uh, debuting my uh, Etsy shop tomorrow. Awesome. On case updates. So Fabulous. I know some of you were real interested in that one unicorn I have. Mm-hmm. She's going to be available along with a bunch of other things. I'm really excited. Awesome. So yeah, really fun. <sighs> Pardon the yawn. <laughs> I have discovered that I'm using, I'm hardly ever on my phone anymore. I frequently can't find it because I'm busy resonating and not paying attention to it, which is unusual for me. Right. Well, I got this to do. Yeah. Well, exciting. I'm super excited. We're going to hold your feet directly to the fire and expect to see your Etsy store tomorrow night on case updates. By God. That is my plan. Well, very cool. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, I too have been, uh, I've been working with glass today. Only managed (laughs) to get like two or three shards in my fingers before I, you know, put gloves on. (laughs) Yeah. This is a glove craft. It is a glove craft. It always will be. Always. I did manage to put eyewear on before I started breaking glass today so that's something well Uh, that's good glad to hear that so I had one big kiln meltdown disaster which was just my fault I was just freestyling and no that's not going to work but (laughs) I did also manage to fire some uh some pendants some cabochons uh and earring sets this afternoon so I just went and checked on them right before this show and they were too hot to handle yet but they're going to be amazing they're actually so much better than i thought they'd be i can't believe it so i'm excited Yay. good that's so cool the thing is about inheriting glass or buying glass the way i did is mm-hmm. when glass fires a lot of times it looks differently than it does when it's raw oh so you and don't know what so you're gonna get you don't always know i i don't know yeah and with this glass particularly it's not at all what i thought it was going to be and it's so oh. much better so i'm so oh. excited that's always nice when it's better rather than worse uh, it's like it's kind of a peacock theme, the colors, and it's not what I fired Ooh. or what I put in the molds. But anyway, so those hopefully will be on uh, my Etsy store by tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll see. I'm hoping tonight to clean them and get them you know, glued up and stuff to to findings and things. So we'll find out. But anyway, so Yay. that's fun. Yeah. You know, so. When we're not true crime and we're creating, because that's just mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm monkey mind always has to be doing something but <laughs> so true. it is so true I'm just much happier when I am constantly busy that is just mm-hmm. I think we were raised that way I think that's Mormon yeah Korea. Mm-hmm. I think so too yeah well we have a lot to cover tonight some wild we stuff do. in the crime world so oh. we have a brand new segment uh that we have mm-hmm. needed for a long time but Christy uh yes did the work to uh, create the segment. So good, good on you. And thank you. So you're mm-hmm. going to kick us off with some uh, dumb criminal crime. Sure. Is. <laughs> I hope you loved the video. If you saw I it, it. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of fun making it. Uh, so, you know, we had the Cabbage Patch Kid craze, and we had the Beanie Baby craze, and we had the Tickle Me Elmo craze, mm. and so many others. But now we have another really stupid craze, and that is the Stanley Cup craze. <laughs> this, this does not look good. <laughs> is a cop car 
covered in brand new Stanley Cups. So our very first dumb criminal comes to us from Michigan. Hang on. Hang on one moment because... <laughs> no, they don't. That's my other segment. Just a second because... <laughs> No, they don't come from there. But they this is a theft that happened at a Target recently. Now, you think, you know, people are going to steal some stuff from a Target. What might those things be? Electronics, clothing, makeup, things worth money? No. This woman in Roseville, California... Mm-hmm uh stole twenty five hundred dollars 65 stanley cups from a target all at the same time all at the same time holy shit. so she ran out with the cart refused to stop for the retail staff oh, crammed okay. them in her car and took off well the Target employees saw her do it and saw her drive away, so they were, mm-hmm. gave a description of the car to the police. They tracked her down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But she actually has so much in her car that they think she actually stole from more than one car uh, at this point. But yeah, she had $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups in her trunk. But there's another element to this, which I think you'll find rather hilarious, because she's been charged with grand theft and DUI. Because oh, she God was, sake. in fact, intoxicated while she did this. Oh, dear God. So, as we know, because we've all seen them everywhere, the Stanley brand 40-ounce quencher model cup uh-huh. that retails for around $45 uh-huh. for a cup has become a major thing, right? This uh-huh. is a big TikTok craze. We got cups. They're not Stanleys, but they're in the same style for Christmas uh-huh. that are literally bejeweled. Uh-huh. And they're, they were gifts and they are beautiful. I love mine. I use it all the time. However, uh-huh. have I ever considered robbing a Target for a whole bunch of them? No, I have not. Probably but what not I didn't all. know is that there is a very specific market for certain cups. Certain all right. Colors certain themes the starbucks ones that target was selling one of them was going on ebay for fifteen thousand thousand with a t dollars oh and it incensed starbucks so much that they have stopped selling them because <laughs> they don't want to add to this insanity so let me just show you this picture one last time because this is our dumb criminal of the day and all of the cups that she stole while also committing a DUI. So note to self, just chill out and drink out of whatever vessel you have in your house. My God. It's so wild with Stanley because when we were kids, our dad had this big green like metal Stanley thermos Thermos that he would fill up with uh, hot soup or hot cocoa when we'd go ice fishing. Yeah. Remember when we were kids, we'd the Stanley probably saved our lives, to be honest. But... Oh, ice fishing? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Worst hobby ever. <laughs> but, yeah. I can so few, think a few things less fun than ice fishing. Yeah. Oh, my God, right? Like, I don't know, having your toenails pulled out one at a time with pliers? Kind of like that. Kind of. So, with that, we salute you, ma'am. Also, mm-hmm. 
you're going to do some time. Good luck with that. And yeah. with that, I'm going to kick this back to you for our main case. Okay. Well, the community of Juliet, Joliet, uh, Illinois, has been through something. Something terrible happened there yeah. on Sunday. And there has actually already been a conclusion, but I think that their story is worth telling uh, while it's not, well, it is an ongoing investigation, but uh, I want to introduce you to Romeo Nance. Yeah. Romeo Nance on Sunday killed his whole family and someone else and shot someone else. And it's just hard to even understand. I think the first thing we'll do is go ahead and watch a clip from the press conference. Afternoon, the JPD was summoned to the 2200 block of West Acres. It was quickly determined at that time that two homes on that block contained a total of seven persons who were all shot to death. Through our investigation, we are now comfortable saying that this multi-victim homicide occurred Sunday afternoon. When officers arrived, this was no longer a fluid active scene. Shortly after, we were confident that the offender had fled the area and was no longer in Will County or the city of Joliet. Our detectives worked quickly and identified a suspect in this matter and disseminated that information to media outlets immediately in a very rapid fashion. As you are aware, that sub subject was Romeo Nance. During the course of this investigation, we determined that a three-year-old boy was unaccounted for, and we quickly located that child with a relative in a nearby community. Shortly after 9 p.m. last night, we were notified by Texas law enforcement authorities and our federal partners that our subject, 23-year-old Romeo Nance, was killed by a self-inflicted gunshot wound after a brief confrontation with law enforcement. We have confirmed the victims in this case were of a variety of different ages. Inside the residence, at 2212, there was four females, aged 14, 16, 20, and 38. There was also a 38-year-old male at that residence. All were deceased. At the address of 2225, there was one female, age 47, and a male victim, age 35. They, too, were deceased. I want to remind everybody this is still a very complicated and active investigation. We are still relatively limited in how much information we can provide, but we will continue to get as much information to you in a timely fashion when that information is available. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Dan Jungles. I'm a deputy chief with the Will County Sheriff's Office, and I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of what has occurred thus far involving the Will County Sheriff's Office. On January 21st, at approximately 4.27 p.m., deputies with the Will County Sheriff's Office were sent to an address at Pheasant Run, Pheasant Run Apartments, uh, located off of uh, Pheasant Run Road and Route 53 in Joliet Township. 
While deputies were en route, they were advised that there was a man found bleeding from the head for an apparent gunshot wound. Deputies located a critically injured male, later identified as Toyosi Bakari, age 28, of Joliet, who was originally from Nigeria. Deputies began to perform life-saving efforts on Mr. Bakari um, at that time. He had a single gunshot wound to his head, which entered through, his, uh, through the left portion uh, near his eye. It is believed that the weapon used in this incident was a 9mm handgun, but further confirmation is needed from the Northeastern Illinois uh, Regional Crime Lab that the Will County Sheriff's Office uses. While deputies were uh, securing the crime scene, they were informed of another shooting that occurred in the city of Joliet, and that was located at the 200 block of Davis Street. The victim reported to, uh, to Joliet Police Department the suspect vehicle in that incident was a red Toyota. Toyosi Bakari was transported to St. Joseph Hospital in Joliet, where he succumbed to his injuries. Our hearts break for the Bakari family and those that have been affected by this senseless act of violence. Once detectives and crime scene investigators were on scene, it was clear that robbery was not a motive to this. Money was found in the area near where Bakari was located. Detectives learned that he had exited his residence in, a, in an attempt to purchase some cigarettes at a lo local gas station. Uh, video surveillance recovered at the, at the scene showed the suspect vehicle both entering and exiting the Pheasant Run Apartments in a short period of time. Uh, this vehicle matched the same description as the, uh, the, the Joliet shooting. By 8 p.m., law enforcement was able to identify the suspect vehicle uh, as a red Toyota Camry bearing license plate Q730412. Detectives utilized license plate readers exclusively to attempt to locate the vehicle. The suspect vehicle was known to be used by Joliet resident uh, Romeo Nance, who has an extensive <laughs> criminal history. Yikes. Yeah. So, and there's another victim that was shot in the leg that was not killed. There is some surveillance video from someone's ring doorbell uh, on the internet. I'm not going to show it here because I'm not going to show a video of someone getting shot. But uh, yeah. he was just getting some stuff out of his car. He looked like he was maybe hauling in groceries. And mm -hmm. that red Camry pulled up and it looked like they had some back and forth. And then the Camry left. It looks like maybe he went around the block, came back and fired several shots at him and hit him in the leg. Is he related to this group of people? or So the victim that he shot uh, and did not kill, it does not appear that he has a relation to them or maybe even knows who they are. Uh, the other gentleman that uh, was shot in the temple, also the, the, the gentleman from Nigeria, also uh, doesn't appear that he knows him. The rest wow. of the people, so after they identified the car, and again, Romeo is only 23, but he has an extensive criminal history. He's out on bond currently and was supposed to be having pretrial uh, next month on a whole bunch of assault and gun charges. He's got burglary charges. He's got charges from when he was in jail last year uh, after he was first arrested for all of this other assault and stuff for... Uh, injuring another inmate for injuring jail property by breaking out a window. 
uh, kids out of control, obviously. Uh, they said that there was a three-year-old that uh, they believed to be missing and was found with a different family member, thank God. That is believed to be mm. Romeo's son. He apparently has a three-year-old or four-year-old oh, child. Boy. Oh, thank goodness that kid is okay. So once they recognized whose car this was, and again, he is well known to the police, they surveyed his home, hoping or his last known address, hoping he'd show up there. They surveilled for about... Uh, 12 hours and nothing no one came or went from the ad that address they knocked on the door no one came to the door they knew that he was also associated with an address across the street so they walked across the street to that house to knock on the door and saw blood spatter on the door mm. and so they entered that home and that's when he they found i believe his aunt and uncle uh deceased in that house and so they went back yeah. across the street to the other house and discovered his mom, brother, and three little sisters, all deceased. My God. So the names of the so victims have been released now. So Tamika Nance, 47, uh, is believed to be his mother. Christine Esters, uh, 38, is believed to be his aunt. William Esters, 35, believed to be an uncle. Joshua Nance, 31, believed to be his brother. Uh, there's also... A conversation about Joshua that he may have been bedridden or was in having a health mm. crisis of some sort. Alexandria Nance, 20, is believed to be the suspect's sister. Alana Nance, 16, believed to be the suspect's sister. And Angel Nance, 14, also believed to be the suspect's sister. Mm. Uh, and then somehow managed to get from Illinois to Texas yesterday, where last night he ended up in an altercation with law enforcement in Texas in which he took his own life. Why Texas? Why Texas? Is he running for Mexico, maybe? Maybe or it was, was there near... somebody he was looking to kill there as well? He was wow. in Natalia, Texas, or Natalia, Texas, and we're not sure. They don't know. They, they don't have any idea right now of motive you know why this happened apparently last year when he was first arrested uh with for a, a bunch of other crimes he the ones that he should be going to trial on here shortly yeah. uh his family tried to bail him out the bail bond was set at a hundred thousand dollars he his attorney tried to get it lowered to twenty thousand saying that his family was prepared to bail him out and the judge said no because these weren't his first offenses he already had offenses for shooting at people and other things mm -hmm. and so he was in jail for about three months two three months somewhere in there before his aunt and uncle bailed him out the very people he killed i think so i'm not oh, sure he's got other families so i don't know for sure it was them but that's the the whisperings on the internet is that yeah it was the family that he actually killed mm. So, obviously, there's a lot we don't know yet, uh, but the people in Joliet were all put on notice that he was, you know, they were looking for him, that he was armed and dangerous. There's rumors about, you know, all these murders, and people were terrified. Yeah. I have questions about what, how did he get from point A to point B so fast? 
they said that would have been an 18 hour drive and he must have barely had 18 hours um, wow. why was he going there and also yeah. are there crimes along the way that haven't been linked to him yet because this kid was make you wonder 10 out of 10 out of control so yeah is it possible that he hurt other people on his way to texas we don't know that uh but we may they're all over this case now of course but uh my god all of our love to the nance family to everybody that's affected by yeah. this thinking about those children that the teenagers and their friends and their school and you know, potentially their teammates or, you know, everyone yeah. that they knew, the neighbors, uh, everyone affected by this. I, I have questions because this happened in the afternoon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Did no one hear a gunshot? Right. He shot and many seven gunshots on the same street. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy that nobody reported it before. Yeah. They them or did they and they just haven't put two and two together i i'm confused about that yeah. uh how that could have happened but i you know who knows uh and maybe people just weren't home weren't around or are used to hearing gunshots and didn't equate it to anything yeah i don't know but that was one question that i sure had uh but at any rate uh we're very very sorry for these families and for this community because i can't imagine the loss, you know, multiple police officers have said that in all of their time in service, this was the worst thing they have ever seen. Oh, I cannot imagine. And so our hearts also go out to all of the first responders that had to uh, be a part of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on it. If more information comes out, we'll certainly share that with you. Uh, cases like this, uh, you know, I think they help us to understand the desperation or the situation you know whatever was going on in his head and maybe we'll never know maybe the police will never know it's very likely they won't but uh mm -hmm. just maybe there'll be at least a digital trail that helps him understand what was going on with this kid that he uh snapped yeah. and did this but uh, you know again and why why did he turn at his family right because from his criminal yeah. history he was very out of control as is yeah but so with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some creepy crime. Yes. Well, fortunately, police in Michigan managed to, or not in Michigan, a police in Massachusetts arrested a Michigan man because he was planning to plant homemade explosives at the Satanic Temple in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. This is him right here. His name is Luke Isaac Terpstra. He's 30. And his plan was to plant explosives at the Satanic Temple. Uh, this is according to the police in Salem, Massachusetts. He actually visited Salem in November of 2023. They believe possibly for planning purposes. Oh, he's not even from there? No, he's from Michigan. He was arrested oh, by the Grant Police Department on January 2nd and is charged with explosives, possession of bombs with unlawful intent. Um, <sighs> the police don't believe that he had any uh, accomplices. Mm -hmm. It was all on his own. 
of course, the community in Salem found it terrifying. Sure. Um, you know, here's the thing. We live in a country that is based on religious freedom, which actually means religious freedom for everyone, not yeah. just any one group, but everyone. This uh-huh. is the same as trying to bomb a Mormon church or a Christian church or a, a Jewish synagogue or a Muslim mosque. It's yeah. the same thing. The, co- the goal was to bring about mayhem and death uh-huh. and target someone for their beliefs. Uh-huh. And the United States has gotten to be a really damn scary place for things like this. Mm-hmm. This is the Satanic Temple in Salem, Massachusetts. It's just a big house. Um, you know, it's believed that he was targeting that church particularly for uh, their beliefs. I mean, it, we're very grateful that people are making reports and seeing something and saying something and speaking up and keeping you know, helping to prevent more of these situations. But boy, we just don't know. I just don't know where this ends, you know? Yeah. Where does this stop? And this extreme hatred of someone who is different, someone with different beliefs, hatred to the point of bombing a building and murdering people. Uh It's really, really scary. Yeah. And, you know, the bottom line is that we all have the right to have our own beliefs, whatever they are. Not everybody is a big fan of the Satanic Temple. I don't care. Uh-huh. It's the same as any other religion. It's the same as any other church. We don't get to murder people because they don't think like we do. No. This has to stop. Yeah. It has to. And this young man has gone very wrong in his life to think yeah. that this was something that was okay for him to do. And I find it terrifying. Yeah. I'm really, really grateful that law enforcement caught him and stopped him before it actually happened. Oh uh, yeah. But that is, that is the exception, not the rule. Yeah. We're just seeing more and more of this hatred that is, mm-hmm. it's really it's, difficult for me to fathom it. It is for me too. And I think very scary. It, it, it's, it says scary things about us as a society currently that we have this much hate in this country and that we are so sure that some people's not all of us, but some people are so sure that their rights, that their uh, religions uh, are, should be held above everyone else's. And yeah, we are so off track. We really are. And the idea that, you know, your beliefs supersede someone else's to the point of death is really pretty much the cause of most of the wars that have happened on this planet. Yeah. And yeah. and are we ever going to learn a lesson here yeah. as humanity that people are going to differ and that everybody is allowed to have their belief and everybody is allowed to live. Yeah. No one's hurting anybody. The satanic temple isn't hurting anyone. No, no. They're just doing their thing and they certainly didn't deserve to be targeted this way. No. Just like a mosque or a Jewish temple, or a Christian church. Nobody deserves that target on their back. No, absolutely not. This is so unacceptable. If you don't believe in a certain church, if you don't believe in what the Satanic Temple is doing, don't go there. It's not that hard. Pretty simple. where you do resonate with what you do agree with. It's not that hard. No, it isn't. It isn't. And we have to be aware 
of this kind of hatred and we have to be aware of people who carry out these things mm-hmm. because we may see something and we always have to say something if we do. Yeah. It's not just a threat anymore. It's not no. a threat because it so often has been carried out mm-hmm. to the point that we can't just, you know, think, oh, you know, they'll never really do it because many of these people actually do. Yeah. And that person is very sick mm-hmm. to think that this is the way to behave. And the only thing that we can do is to love and accept one another and speak up when yeah. someone lives is starting to behave this way a hundred percent all righty well there you have it yikes quite a day bitches be bonkers Mm, we're acting crazy as hell right now Mm -hmm. i mean it is january and january is certainly a month for people to go off their rockers but yikes friends be careful please And as always, if you see something, say something. We will be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time for case updates. Mm -hmm. And uh, as promised, Christy's going to launch her Etsy store. So you want to be here for that and help celebrate that with us. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a lot. The Crumbly uh, started seeding jurors today. So, and and it's Jennifer. Yeah, we didn't know for sure what order we were going in, but it is Jennifer. So Jennifer's going first and he is going second. His trial is not until March at this point. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with Jennifer's uh, trial first and uh, if Ethan's going to actually testify or what's going to happen. I have a lot to say about Crumbly, but we'll do that tomorrow night, Um, along with several other cases that are still at trial. Uh, You'll be surprised to see, or maybe you won't, that Miss... uh, Donna Adelson was once upon a time on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> oh, boy. And Wendy Adelson was on The Weakest Link. <laughs> really? If that doesn't track, I don't know what does. Uh, I'm afraid it really, really does. That is a major cell phone. How funny. Wendy, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, We'll have more on that. (laughs) Yes, we will. But until then, please take good care of yourselves. Do good things for you. You deserve it. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.